Welcome back here with This Week. Let's go to Dubai, to COP28, the climate change conference, trying to find ways to slow global warming and limit temperature rises to one and a half degrees Celsius globally and avoid or at least slow down some of the more devastating consequences, including rising sea levels, more extreme weather, less land to live and make food and the extinction of more species. With two days to go in this conference, there's still no agreement on what to do about fossil fuels. Today, their focus is on food and agriculture. Here, agriculture is the biggest contributor to greenhouse gas emissions and Ireland has committed to cut those emissions by a quarter by the end of the decade. The Minister for Agriculture, Charlie McConnell, gave a keynote address this morning at a session which heard from the United Arab Emirates Ministry of Climate Change. He spoke to us today from Dubai. For the first time ever, uh, we have seen food become um, a central part of a, a COP a conference and um, I wanted to be here this week as Minister for Agriculture, Food and Marine to, sh- to ensure that the work that Irish farm families are doing uh, and that our food companies are doing across Ireland, that's very much part of the discussion and also that we can make sure that as we go forward um, we are collaborating internationally to make sure that we see emissions reduced from agriculture and from food production and really importantly alongside that massively important role of actually producing food as well. Have rich countries been asked to cut meat consumption? Well, it's, it's about taking a food system approach and it's about making sure that... On, producing the, on livestock the likely request by the dairy. Food and Agriculture Organisation Minister for rich countries to cut meat consumption, is Ireland going to agree to do that? I think what's important, and I mean what the FAO no doubt will be saying, is that across the world, everyone takes a balanced approach to to their diets. And also what's clear as well is that balanced diets involve a mixture of meat as well as dairy products, as well as plant-based products. What we need to do then, Gavin, is given the fact that we're a country that can produce food really well, that can produce livestock, beef, lamb and dairy products really well, we need to continue to produce that in a sustainable way that sees the emissions um, that comes from that reduced uh, um, consistently. That's work that family farms across the country at the moment are doing every day and that we're making real progress on. There's no doubt that in some parts of the world, uh, people eat too much of certain things. There's also no doubt that in many parts of the world, people don't have the food they need to have a balanced, nutritious diet. But what's clear in all of this is that countries such as our own, which can produce food in a really safe, sustainable way, that we continue to do that. And that's what we're doing in in a really progressive way in Ireland, uh, working with family farms right across the country, continuously reducing the emissions footprint of how we produce our food. For example, last year, we saw chemical fertiliser, just let me make this point, Gavin, last year, for example, we saw chemical fertiliser use reduced by 15% in Ireland. Again, this year, we're on course to repeat that. That's a reflection of the massive work that our farmers are doing in relation to reducing the emissions footprint of agriculture. And that's also something we need to see right across the world, all countries playing their part in too. Your government has promised to cut carbon by over a half at the end of the decade compared to 2018 and for agriculture to reduce emissions by a quarter. How much has it been cut by so far? Well, we're below our 2018 baseline and we're making progress. Last year, for example, we reduced our emissions from Irish agriculture by 1.5%. That's a sign, Gavin, that we're building momentum and that we're going in the right direction. Um, There's a transformation underway. We're seeing farmers, for example, increasingly utilise uh, clover swords, multi-species swords, so that we see, they see a reduction in relation to chemical fertiliser. We're seeing also um, new adoption of technologies for the use of organic uh, fertiliser through the low emission slurry spreading, for example. Farmers are adopting um, soil sampling. I, I've run a scheme uh, across a number of fronts in the past two years, a soil sampling scheme, for example, a liming scheme this year as well, which has encouraged farmers to take on practices which see emissions reduce 
um, and see, but also continue with the production of food. And that's work that will continue. I think we're building momentum and we, I'm confident we can deliver on the 25% reduction by the end of this decade. And the other thing that we're working to make sure will happen as well is providing new opportunities for farmers, opportunities for farmers, for example, to contribute towards biomethane production. Uh, our target is that 10% of our national requirements for gas will be delivered by on-farm effort um, through biomethane and through anaerobic digestion by the end of the decade. And also we recently launched a new forestry program to provide an opportunity uh, for farmers to engage further in forestry as well. And we need to see the type of sustainable food production that we can do in Ireland uh, replicated and... Sustainable in what sustainable, way, uh, Sustainable in terms of the fact that the, the, the livestock, the, the meat, the, the lamb and also the dairy we produce at the moment is done in a way that actually has a low carbon footprint. Where's the evidence for that, Minister? Do. Uh, any of the international studies you assess in relation to that, Gavin? Which, which, which the, study are you pointing to, Minister? Uh, uh, the, 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 any of the studies that you look at, Gavin, in relation to this will show our carbon footprint in relation to our beef, in relation to our dairy, um, in relation to how we do Irish agriculture. Is, is, is Can you point to a particular study, Minister? I don't have particular, a particular reference. The only study that I can find, Minister, the only study I can find, Minister, if you let me finish, the only study that I can find, Minister, that you and many of your government refer to is a study from the European Commission Joint Research Centre, which looked at livestock sectors' contributions to EU emissions, which was published in 2010 and used data from 2004. It hasn't been updated since. Can you point to any other evidence, any more recent evidence, that Ireland is more efficient than other countries at producing beef and dairy? What, what, what we have in Ireland is, is we have a grass-based system. If you're, if you're purchasing or, or consuming um, either beef or dairy from other countries, it's produced off grain production systems primarily. We're one of the countries that, one of the very few countries internationally which is based on a grazing-based system where our animals are in the fields for the vast majority of the year eating grass. Um, that has been shown by by all studies and by all. Can you give have, me an example? We'll show that a grass. I've, I've already answered your question. No, you haven't given me an example of the research at the moment. I've already answered you. I don't have I don't have references to the to hand here at the moment. But if you if you look at the system we have, Gavin, it is world leading in relation to how we do agriculture. The fact that it is grass based, and that means that the 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 the, the food that we're producing is 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 exceptionally sustainable. Um, and also the plans we have in place through Food Vision 2030 is looking to, to build on that. The food roadmap set out at COP today has a target of cutting methane emissions by 25% globally. And there's clear agreement among UN scientists that cutting methane is the quickest way to slow global warming. With dairy herds still expanding here, what is Ireland going to do to cut methane? Well, we're, we, we have a, a, a very advanced system in relation to um, genetic progression, whereby over the last number of years we have seen the, the, um, the production per animal increase significantly, which has reduced the methane output uh, per litre of milk and also in terms of each kilogram of, um, of beef. That's something that we're going to continue with. Also then, in terms of the research investment we're putting in place, um, working with Chuggas, we're doing significant research at the moment as well in relation to the capacity for feed additives to make a real impact in relation to reducing methane from the, the herd that we have. Uh, evidence can show that that can do it up to by about 30%. And that's something as well which we have factored into our emissions reduction targets over the course of this decade. So the, the, the key message here, Gavin, is that we have... and must continue with the important work that we do across farms across the country in terms of producing food. But we also have the capacity in doing that and continuing that part, important work to actually reduce the emissions from that in the process and particularly uh, reduce methane.
That was Charlie McConlogue in Dubai. Hannah Daly is Professor in Sustainable Energy and Energy Systems Modelling at University College Cork. She's in our Cork studio this afternoon. Hannah Daly, good afternoon. Thanks for coming into our studio today. Good afternoon, Gavin. You've been listening to the Agriculture Minister who's been addressing COP today in Dubai, setting out Ireland's commitment to be, as he put it, a global leader in sustainable food systems and pointing to what he was telling them as Ireland's record as a leader in carbon-efficient beef and dairy farming. Do you agree? Yes, listening to the minister saying that the food that we produce is exceptionally sustainable, it's it's simply not possible to reconcile this with the evidence, as, as you rightly challenged him, the, the study that... Um, that, that he leans on to support this uh, uses data that's 20 years old and other studies come using the same, same data come to the opposite conclusion. A huge amount has changed in the last 20 years and recently uh, a review that was undertaken by Professor Alan Matthews for the Climate Change Advisory Council found that this claim is simply not backed up by evidence but even this sort of carbon efficiency claim of, of beef and dairy is actually beside the point because these are very carbon-intensive sources of food, um, you know, c- compared with other ways of producing protein. And of course, Ireland does produce grass and beef and dairy very well, but we can also produce other food uh, very efficiently. Where uh, it's a great climate to produce lots of different types of food. And using other metrics, Ireland's agriculture system is by a long shot the highest emitter in Europe on a per capita basis, two to three times more than the next highest country. And it's also the most greenhouse gas intensive in terms of emissions per value of food produced. And we're also the third highest in Europe when it comes to emissions per area of agricultural land. And we dedicate a a significantly greater share of our land area to agriculture than any other country in Europe. We have the smallest area of land protected for nature and one of the smallest forest uh, areas. So it's really hard not to conclude that the minister is simply greenwashing. The minister and his government are promising to invest and to continue to invest and spend a lot of money on research to reduce emissions, especially methane, um, which COP looked at in particular saying that reductions in emissions emissions in methane is the quickest way to try and reduce global warming. Will that work? Absolutely. We've we've got uh, goals to look at technology innovations to cut methane emissions, but what the government is not looking significantly at is transforming the food system to less methane-intensive food products. And what that means is diversification. If we look at tillage, grain, um, fruit and vegetables, trees, uh, areas for nature... These all produce far and, and almost zero methane emissions compared with livestock intensive system. So whereas our current strategy relies on, on the same food production system and banking on technology innovations like methane additives or, uh, or, or, or genetic breeding to cut methane emissions, which are not yet proven for the Irish system. And it's far too risky a strategy to, um, to, to rely on because this is about um, preventing climate breakdown. This is about securing food supplies for, for hundreds of millions of hungry people, it's essential that we get the facts right here and have a, a kind of an honest conversation with ourselves, with farmers uh, and, and the world when it comes to sustainable food systems. But farmers will say that if they don't produce dairy and beef, other countries will, and that there are lots of parts of the country that are simply not suitable for tillage uh, or for plant-based growing, that it's better suited to livestock. Absolutely, and there's certainly no one-size-fits-all solution here. So if we look at, for example, Denmark, which is the next um, kind of most significant uh, greenhouse gas emitter for the agriculture sector, they have done a genuinely kind of deliberative bottom-up consultative approach, which includes farmers, NGOs, uh, local communities, and they've come up with a food system transformation plan that includes reducing meat and dairy in diets. And this was recommended by the FAO in in a report released this morning um, that the countries include 
um, sustainability and environmental guidelines within within our food pyramid, basically. So right now we're, we're kind of spending a lot of money promoting uh, carbon intensive beef and dairy in the diet when when we can very significantly cut beef and dairy from the diet and meat uh, while still meeting nutritional goals um, and, and leading as an example. And is Ireland on course to be able to cut its agriculture emissions by a quarter by the end of the decade? Well, the Minister celebrated that we, we cut greenhouse gas emissions from agriculture sector last year by um, just over 1%. Um, but that still is one of the highest emissions of any year on record since 1990 uh, because emissions have grown uh, by more than, than than they were cut last year in, in the previous number of years. And the the main reason that we cut emissions last year was because fertiliser was extremely expensive after uh, the Ukraine war. So there's no reason that we can bank on those emission savings going forward. The crunch question at this COP, whether to phase out, phase down or otherwise come to terms with the root cause of climate breakdown, fossil fuels, is there any sign of an agreement? Uh, well, as we enter the last few days of the COP summit, yes, the major issue will be on the agreed text on fossil fuel phase out or phase down. And this is really crucially important. For the first time, the agreed text has the chance of mentioning the main cause of climate change, which is fossil fuels. Of mentioning it. Of mentioning After it. After 28 conferences. Exactly. So, I mean, committing to, in the Paris Agreement, where every country committed to limiting global warming to well below two degrees and pursuing efforts to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees, you know, this is without committing to address the source of warming. It's like committing to run a marathon without planning to do any training uh, or, or, or committing to lose weight without acknowledging the need to change an, an unhealthy diet. And the really alarming thing is that we only have a handful of years of current emissions before we exceed that 1.5 degree threshold where we risk, increasingly risk um, um, offset, uh, tipping points in global systems, uh, irre- irre- irreversible ice loss, and and all those those um, those uh, impacts of climate change that you mentioned at the start of the show. So that remaining carbon budget is being used at one percent each month, and the infrastructure that we have in place to extract, process, and consume fossil fuels is significantly greater than we have carbon budget remaining. So I suppose the and and the Earth will only stop getting hotter when we reach net zero emissions. Hannah Daly, professor in sustainable energy and energy systems modelling at UCC. Thank you for coming into our Cork studio today.